First group one of the new season yesterday and Fangirl, there was no animo to knock her off this time. She ran second in the race last year, deserved group one win yesterday and it was group one win number 150. Get your head around that, Dino, 150 group ones for our next guest, Chris Wall was on the line. Chris, good morning. Good morning, Ray. Uh, congratulations on getting that milestone. I know you, you don't like talking about it, but I said to Dino earlier, I, I don't think racing does enough to acknowledge these achievements because it's so rare. Only three other trainers have managed to do this previously in Australian racing history. So, And you are talking yesterday, you don't forget these Group 1 wins, do you? No, they don't come around um, that often, believe it or not. And uh, you do remember each and every one of them. And uh, we always get a photo of each one and they go up on the wall. And they are, that's the wall you walk past every day, a couple of times a day, if not more, in our, in our office at Rose Hill. And um, if you don't remember, remember them enough on race day, you certainly do afterwards. But there's so much goes into the horse's preparation and and when you pick out a a group one race, you, you, for likes of Fangirl or a lot of the other horses resuming yesterday, you go back from their last run of the autumn and you start mapping towards where you go and that's where you work out where they need to come back into the stables when they gallop, when they have trials and as, as any person or sports person would know, um, life's not straightforward. There's lots of challenges along the way of um, sicknesses and health and um, feet problems, you name it. But, um, yeah, a good team brings it all together and get it right. When you do get it right, it's really satisfying. Yeah, and you got it right yesterday. And it was we were talking to Debbie Capetus earlier, Chris. The, the planets aligned yesterday, didn't they? The wink stakes, the Ingham Gallows yeah. on Fangirl, and the Ingham family have been great supporters of yours. And to be fair to them, Chris, they could have easily retired Fangirl at the end of last season. She's a valuable broodmare, but yeah. who's to say the best isn't ahead of her? Uh, definitely, right, yeah. And um, just going back to that race, it was actually called the Bob Ingham for a couple of years. Um, so it was the Warwick Stakes, then it was the Bob Ingham, and I've got a trophy in my office with the Bob Ingham Stakes, and I'm pretty proud of that. And I think Winks might have won it. Um, yeah, so to, to win, win, a name, win a race in her honour yesterday was pretty special. And yeah, Fangirl, she'll, she'll race on as, for a good year, maybe two. Um, she's always a slighter frame filly. Um, don't think she raced it two, maybe had one run, but, mm. um, yeah, she was always going to fill out and strengthen up a lot more. Chris, where to next for Fangirl? Uh, we're not sure. It's the um, the King Charles is certainly my preference without speaking to the Angans yet. And that's still some six weeks away. So she'll need to have another run before that. I would like to run her in sort of three-week gaps, but... Um, it's either two weeks Chelmsford, which I think is a bit close, or four weeks there's a new race called the Seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a million-dollar weight for age mile race on the same day that the George Main used to be. So I'd say that would be coming into favouritism. The other options go to Melbourne and, and run in the Macquarie Diva, but travelling horses is not easy. I don't like to take them there and back if you can get away with it. If they go there, I like to send them there for the prep. So probably leaning towards the Seven. 
there. So many options, isn't there, this spring, Chris? It's a new look oh, spring. Oh, Yeah, and you can pick and choose. Yeah, it really is amazing. Just yeah. a, a just, couple of quick ones, Chris, if I could. Nature yep. Strip and Shinzo, when will like you to see them? Well, Shinzo's just simmering away, ready to go. It's not the perfect sort of lead-up races into a Golden Rose. That's his first target, Golden Rose. He will have a lead-up run before it. Just trying to pick out which race some of the three-year-old races incur penalties. So mm. that's something we'll look at in the next 10 days. And Nature Strip, um, they run on the 2nd of September at Randwick, 1,000 metres, and we couldn't be happier with them. I know it's, I know it's, um, it, it's certainly the twilight of his career, and that could be his last run, but um, there's no indication at home from his normal track rider um, or my team, or James McDonald, to say that he's slowing down. He's come back really, really well. So we're marching on towards the 2nd of September and looking beyond that towards um, probably a shorts and an Everest start. If he's going well enough, he'll only be running there if we can win the race. Yeah, Chris, we've just seen the Matildas uh, galvanise the country. Yep. I sort of equate that in some ways, and you may disagree or agree, uh, with the Winx era, mm-hmm. and when Winx yeah. rang, the whole nation watched. Yep. Do you agree with that? And how do you look back now that Winx has been retired, I think, now for four years? Yeah. How do you look back at that time in your life? Um, that time of our life, my life, was just, just out of control. Um, it was just, I don't know, it was just she took over our life and everything you thought about was around Winx. It was just a whole different stratosphere I guess um, and it took its toll emotionally and, and mentally to, to, to lots of people um, but to reflect on it now it's just so wow to see people still talking about her putting on the TVs, the newspapers on the radios constantly she's a household name and um, yeah I'll often get introduced to her as the trainer of Winx more often than not Um so yeah, it was it was um, pretty special. And and what what the Matildas this week? That was look, it just shows that just you've got to capture the imagination of people. Like um, the poor netballers, they won the World Cup mm. a couple of weeks ago, and um, sure they would have got recognition. And but um, we just need we need media. We need the right promotion promoters to support what we're doing. And we've got that in racing at the moment. And yes, black caviar set the scene for Winks. Winks just took over a couple, probably a year later and then black caviar. So the platform was set. Winks carried it on and took it to a whole new level. And and you just need those stars. Mm-hmm. So they are horses. They're not people. Um, but promoting them and, and just, yeah, getting the, the right the right stories out there is so important. You've got to get rid of the negativity, which we pretty much have. Um, we've got good integrity rules. We've got good um, welfare um, guidelines, and things are coming together perfectly. So it's our job, trainers, jockeys, participants, to, to really promote the sport and get behind the great horses and down in negativity despite how much racing is going ahead is we've got to get these these good horses racing on the same days when we can um so 
that's that's up to the administrators. You, you've got the best in the business with the landies and racing New South Wales, so they'll get it all right and continue to build it the right way. Yeah, it's, it's certainly um, on the up. You, you paid Winks uh, a visit during the week as well. Chris, put a picture on yeah. social media yourself and your daughter. And ha- how's she looking, the great mare? She looks fantastic. She's had a year off because I guess um, yeah, the foal was born sort of this time last year. Now one um, didn't get didn't get in foal last year, so she's had a year off. So she's, it's just great because it's. It's a pretty big job breeding those foals that um, 11 months when they're in mum's tummy and uh, you could imagine the hormone cycles and things that go with it. So she's had a year off. She looks fantastic. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a pretty special day. And uh, she's a really unique horse. She's such a, uh, out of training, or even in training, she, she used to like doing her own thing. But at the farm, she's, she appreciates Pat. And, does she uh, remember so you, Chris? My does, does daughter, she, yeah. Peter, came up with me, and she just had her on the end of the lead. And Winks just knows whether it's a, a young person or or any whoever it is. She was always accommodating to that person's horse skills. And I often said, and I said it to the people up at the farm that she can actually lead her on a with a piece of cotton. That's how delicate and special wow. she is. Does she remember you, Chris? What was that? Sorry, Ray. It, it, does she remember you, Winks, or when you go into the paddock? Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. It's something I've often thought about with horses. Uh, I know where, to, where she likes to scratch and a pat and mm. things like that, which is what good strappers do, uh, which I used to be. And, um, yeah, you can find a little scratching spot. You can see her uh, enjoy it. And yeah. uh, who knows? Maybe she does. She might, she might be pleased to see me go too. <laughs> now, Chris, I'm going to put you on the spot here. How many of your 150 Group 1s would you sacrifice to see Para win the grand final? <laughs> Probably none. Um, <laughs> um, this, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what generation. But I wouldn't have to. Hopefully, I don't have to answer the question. Too quickly because I think they might have to wait a little bit. <laughs> are you a para, you're, you're a para fan, aren't you, Chris? Is that right? <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a drifter. I'll admit okay. that I'm a bit of a drifter. I like it. If I meet some sporting players, all of a sudden I, I follow their career and and, um, and, and, and and jump on the train. I'm no different to most Aussies. When, when it seems winning, I jump on pretty quick. And uh, I'd be a Warriors fan at the moment. Through and through, they're going terrific. Yeah, they're going well. The and that's that's how. And I'm hearing back in New Zealand, they're getting full crowds. They are um, on the back of their success, and just amazing it, 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 the leadership and the good team coming together and, and what they can do. So you're like Ray, Chris. My uh, support's going towards through to the finals. You're like Ray, Chris. What you He's saying? got about six teams he supports. <laughs> At least. Every, team, every week he comes in. Oh, my team won last yeah. night. Oh, gee. Yeah. No, I'm going for, yeah, the Broncos are going. I reckon they're and Penrith. I like Penrith. Yeah. <laughs> uh, rock solid me, Penrith boys. Hey, Chris, a couple of SMSs really quickly. If you put a photo on the wall every time you win a group one, you're not going to have you don't have to build another wall which I, I've seen that wall it's filling up pretty fast and also this one from Fitzy congratulations on a wonderful achievement but can you ask Christy ever consider chucking it in early days in your training career um 
the walls, no problem. We can always <laughs> find another wall. <laughs> and um, some of them get put higher where you can't quite see the fine print. Um, how long will I continue for? I, I think about it often um, because it's a pretty demanding job. But I think the simple answer is um, when I'm no longer enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I'm really enjoying it now. And even getting a touch emotional speaking about it because um, uh, the, the last month you could really feel it springs here and, uh, and that's what drives me. No, it is an exciting time of the year and congratulations yesterday, Chris, for the win of Fangirl. Group 1 win number 150. Hope there's plenty more this spring and, and thanks for joining us on a Sunday morning. Absolute pleasure, boys. Thanks for the great question.